everyone. This is Terry Jackie with Inspired Training Institute. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my good friend, Scott Ferguson. Let's level up. Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. This is Scott Ferguson. We are at episode 298 with my good friend from the Midwest, from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Even though I'm a Lions fan, I, I guess I got to root for the Packers on this episode. <laughs> uh, her name's Terry Jackie. She is with the Inspired Training Institute. Uh, Terry has quite a story uh, going back to starting her career. And I'm not going to say falling into coaching, but really being introduced to coaching. And everybody that comes into contact with Terry leaves. Uh, I think feeling better. I know that after our conversation, I was motivated, ready to rock and level up. But the most of all, I actually took a lot of her knowledge nuggets and implemented them. And they're still going on, I guess, a month later, because uh, I've interviewed her about a month ago. So, you know, without further ado, here's my really good friend, Carrie Jackie from the Inspired Training Institute. Let's level up. Time to shine today, podcast varsity squad. This is Scott Ferguson and my awesome sauce sister from another Mr. Casey Haston, um, who everyone knows out there. I respect immensely. Put me in touch with the fantabulous Terry Jackie, uh, a fellow kind of Midwesterner. You know, yeah. everyone knows that I am from Detroit. I, you know, relocated to South Florida, but I'm, you know, the, the Midwest, I hate the Packers, but that's okay. We're still going to get along a little bit on this podcast. Actually, your husband, I have to say this because I'm a sports nut, was the kicker for the Packers, Super Bowl winning kicker as well. So um, it's, it's just uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. And my, my good friend here, Terry, who heads up the Inspired Training Institute, is an accomplished executive coach and leadership consultant who founded the Inspired Training Institute in, in 2003. So it's coming up on 20 years. She used it to nurture character, competence, and confidence in the workplace. Terry has published an awesome book, which we'll have a giveaway at the end. So make sure you listen that Time to Shine Today will purchase a copy and Terry will, John Hancock it and get it out to you. But it's called, Is This a Lousy Job or Is It Me? It's a real life guide for achieving success at work. And she published that, I believe it was in September of 2020. Uh, and it's just like, I, honestly, I should have read it already, but I will definitely dig into it. But Terry, please introduce yourself to Time to Shine Today podcast versus you spot. But first, What's your favorite color and why? Hmm. Favorite color, probably purple, because okay. I think it's serene, spiritual. I think there's depth to it that I, I just enjoy, and it's odd. <laughs> and you'll, it's regal and royal, and yes. that's you fit right in with you. But Love you it. can't think of the Vikings when you think of no. them. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I actually like the Packers. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, it's uh, my first little helmet that I had yeah. was a Green Bay helmet and stuff, and so it was, uh, I, I, but I despise Minnesota. So I've yes. never rooted for I think for we can agree on that. There we go. We, we can, can agree, agree there. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So Terry, let's get a little bit to the roots of, of where you started and how you got to really help people, you know, inspire and level up. So I started in actually law in Atlanta. So oh, after I graduated okay. from college in Oklahoma, I moved to Atlanta. I started in law and then a series of life events led me back to Wisconsin, my home state could not find a job at a law firm. Um, it was interesting. The feedback I kept getting is, 
we want somebody who's going to be here for 20 years and we get the impression that you're going to outgrow us too quickly. Oh, wow. So I think people could see my drive. So I was begging to be exploited. Just exploit me. Try me out. <laughs> Let me. Um, it did not work. And then a large manufacturing company, uh, now international manufacturing company, offered me a job as a training coordinator. And mm-hmm. I fell in love with organizational development, training, learning. And that began a whole lifetime in it. And I worked at uh, several large organizations. And then in 2003, started my own firm. Love it. So how, how did the, the, the training in developmental organizations, how did that kind of parlay into really being a, a coach? I mean, I know you're more than that, but how yes. did that really parlay into that? Well, when I first started Inspired Training Institute, obviously in the name, it was about training. It was curriculum development. It was going and doing workshops for organizations, which I am a certified designer, instructional designer, love speaking, love going into organizations, love working with groups. And um, at some point, I think I was five or eight years in the business, a longtime client asked me to come to their organization as a chief learning officer. So I did that. I kept my business running on the side, worked it all out with the client ahead of time. I was coming in to help prepare them to move from a mom and pop kind of organization to an enterprise. And, you know, learning and organizational development can be a huge part of that. Huge, right? Huge. Yeah. So I came in, worked on that, got things solidified. And about three years later, I said, can I go back to my firm? Because I was exhausted doing this job as a chief learning officer, which takes incredible hours. Mm -hmm. And then keeping the five out of the 40 clients I had had, uh, 40 organizations, I kept five organizations I was kind of moonlighting with. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to get back to my firm. And when I did that, one of the clients said, we would like you to start doing executive coaching. And I was afraid to be candid with you, because I felt like it was too professionally intimate to be one-on-one I have a tendency to be very empathic where I can feel what another person's feeling. Very <laughs> I fun can see to do. That. Yeah, super fun in a room full of people, right? Because you pull on the energy, you can read the room, you can tailor what you're doing. One on one, I was afraid I would take their concerns, problems, issues with me. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular client begged me to try, and I did. And interestingly, I went through this whole boundary discovery of how to set healthy professional boundaries. So it was a huge growth experience. This would have been in about 2011. Mm. Um, And since then, my primary work has been executive coaching. So a lot of development, all of the study, all of the practice, kind of coming up with my own style, which is sometimes untraditional, a little unorthodox, but gets great results. So I'm going with it. Love it. Do you you work with big company with companies now and help them level up their teams? Absolutely. At this point in my career, um, and when you start off as a corporate coach, you kind of start with frontline leaders Mm -hmm. and and you earn your stripes until Mm -hmm. you're able to work with or allowed to or invited to work with executive groups. At this point, I only work with the executive suites. Um, Mm -hmm. I have an interesting model where I will work with all of the members of an executive team, which is complicated. Some organizations say, no, everyone should work with a different coach. Mm-hmm. But if you can maintain the boundaries and the confidentiality, you have this inside knowledge about the real dynamic that's going on, and you can keep turning an executive team towards each other. Sure. And they can level up in such an accelerated mm-hmm. fashion, both individually and collectively, that uh, I, we don't advertise, to be honest. Mm-hmm. All of our business is word of mouth, referral, referral, referral. referral. 
And to me, that speaks to the impact our model has. But I, I do have to warn, it's not an easy model. It, it takes a lot of discipline, sure. a lot of awareness of boundaries. Um, you co- can only coach the person in front of you. Can't be thinking about playing another person right. or you oh, can't absolutely. start to think you're the puppet master. So, right. um, so but if you can do it well, it's effective. So uh, pick your brain here on something with you're starting to work with an organization like that. You know, you're usually brought in by the, the CEO knows or the, the head of the company knows that you're coming in to yeah. work and to help their group in a group setting level up. There's always that one that's maybe a notch or two below the CEO that's like, what the hell is going on? Like, why is this happening? How yeah. do you handle that individual? If it's somebody I'm coaching, I will that I've been invited to coach and they're curious, I will sit down in the original initial coaching session and explain, I am here because someone believes, whomever in the organization believes in your ability, and I'm here to help you get there faster. So there isn't a nefarious plan. This isn't some secret plot to work you out of the business, but let's talk about where that fear is coming from or concern is coming from, and let's get that out of the way. So I, I like to call it get the ugly out early. So let's talk through that. Let's muddle through that together. Let's get that out of the way so we can work on things that are truly going to, to use your words, level you up and move you on to the next level. If it's somebody I'm not coaching who is um, maybe shooting darts from outside the arena, mm-hmm. I generally will just ignore that and I Good. will coach people how to address that person. Absolutely. And I usually don't engage that person other Understood. than coaching my clients. Yeah, Great, great. That's fantastic. Get the ugly out early. That, that That's beautiful. So when you're starting really, maybe really to coach somebody one-on-one or even in a group setting, is there any, is there any good question that you wish they would ask you, but never do? That's a really good question, Scott. I think I, I think I would love for them to ask me what potential I see in them. I I offer that and I work it out, you know, into the conversation, but I think I would love for them to come right out and say, and I, I have had a handful, a small handful of people do this over the years, but that's very satisfying when they view you as a resource mm-hmm. to be a mirror for the positive, not just coming in saying, you know, what do I need to fix? What do I need to repair? But instead use their coach for accentuating the positive and building on their strengths and thus asking such a positive question like I that. I love it. I yeah. love it. And a lot of coaches, like I, I want to be asked, or if even with my coaches, you know, I ask them like, who, who's your coach? You know, a lot of times nice. you have that because, you know, like let's go with the NFL analogy. Like, you know, you guys had Mike Holmgren there for, for, for years. Right. And, you know, Mike is, comes from Bill Walsh's, you know, system, right. From out in San Francisco and stuff. So it's like, it all kind of trickles down to who's the coaches coach. So who, who really coaches you? I have a mix of people. So right now I have two colleagues within Inspire Training Institute who are coaches, and I think we coach each other. I would say prior to that, I had a collection of amazing mentors, kind of collected the best of the best from the places that I had worked and uh, kept, I still maintain them. Right now, I would say the person that is the most active coach in my life is um, a woman who worked at the insurance company. And because I talk about all these places I worked, I can't give you the names of them because in my book, I reference them. (laughs) 
but a large insurance company I worked at, and she was the vice president of underwriting when I was there. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, I worked with her brother at the manufacturing company prior to that. Long story, sure. it's in the book. But anyway, um, and a fascinating story. But she, we get together regularly, and she's now retired. And so there's something so beautiful about her perspective from retirement speaking into me at this point in my career, in my 50s. So I'm I'm enjoying that a lot. But I would say there's another gentleman uh, who I worked with at the transportation company. And uh, he he offered me amazing advice. And I, there's nuggets from this man named Craig that um, I, I'll say his name because he deserves it. Craig Hickman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a wonderful man. And if I think of somebody who really stopped me in my tracks more than once, it would be Craig. Love it. I love that you're transparent about whose shoulders of giants that you've stood on. Oh. That, that's fantastic. So in mentoring is so, so incredibly important. I mean, like my mentors, you know, told me that the more you mentor, the more immortal you become, right? You can pay it forward, pay it forward. And it just keeps that lineage going. I, I love it. I love it. So if you and I are talking at a networking event and, you know, we're, pr- we're out pressing flesh and we get a one-on-one second and I ask you, so Jackie, what do you do? What's, what's your answer to me? What did you just call me, Scott? I'm sorry. Terry. We just did it. We did it. You we did talked it. about you it. Planted it. I did plant it in it. your head. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's adorable. I, it, <laughs> That's adorable. I'm terrible. I am so terrible. Wow, the power of suggestion. Terry. What we yes, just proved right there. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. So we're at a networking event. Yeah, and, and I, ask, I say, Terry, what do you yeah. do? I would say I'm an executive coach. My my goal is to nurture the character, the curiosity, and the potential within people I work oh with. Oh my gosh, that's phenomenal. That yeah. it didn't it doesn't even sound canned. That that's yeah. that's beautiful. I love it. I love Thank it. You. So Terry, have you seen the movie Back to the Future? Yes. Okay, let's get in that DeLorean with Marty McFly. Let's go back okay. to the double deuce, the 22-year-old. Terry, your last name wasn't Jackie then, but, no. you know, <laughs> or your middle name. No. Uh, let's go back to the 22-year-old, Terry. What kind of knowledge nuggets would you drop on her? Not so much to change anything, to me, but maybe help her shorten her learning curve, last two, and level up just a little bit quicker. Oh, my goodness. 22-year-old Terry really needed to understand uh, that she was safe. I think 22-year-old Terry had a, a lot of fear. I I wouldn't have called it that then. Now, if I strip away all the fancy words you and I could use to describe it, there was a lot of fear um, about what the future brought, wounds from my childhood, different things that kept me stuck or afraid or felt like I had to prove myself much more than necessary. So I think I would try to point out where there was safety and, and where it was okay to take risks and also get more clear on boundaries. What is mine and what is not mine? You know, what, what can I do something about what, what would be appropriate for me to invest in and what need I not invest my energy in or my effort in or my, my uh, proclivity for fear towards what can I step away from? I think love that it. would have been instrumental in shortening my learning curve. Love that. I love it. And <clears throat> Yeah, that's, I've been there as well. I mean, I just turned 50 and when I was 22, I would have been the same thing. Be ambitious, be humble, but face the fear head on. You're really the face everything and respond or whatever the acronym for fear is and whatnot. I love that answer. Thank you for being transparent. So how do you want your dash remembered? That little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date on your tombstone, which hopefully it's a long way off, but dash remembered. I want my dash remembered as somebody who inspired people. I want I want 
people to feel like they were better for knowing me. Um, I want people to feel like I encouraged curiosity and wonder and um, optimizing the potential or possibility and not getting stuck on the risk or the fears. Love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. So then what keeps you up at night? Actually, I sleep really well. So, uh, <laughs> what is what? that? My my lady Susan can fall asleep. Like one time, I timed her, and it was like nine seconds. I'm like, oh. I'm spirit. getting a lot better, but yeah, yeah. Okay. I think keeps me up at night currently is we have a new puppy. To be very candid, that's oh, keeping me up at night. But um, <laughs> I think when I do worry, I, I I worry about trying to anticipate the next barrier that usually a client will run into. With our kids, I'm not so worried. So I have one daughter and two stepsons, adult Mm -hmm. children, living wonderful lives. Um, But with clients, I can sometimes see a barrier that they're about to run into. And every now and again, I will get stuck analyzing that about how can I inspire, how can I breathe um, courage how can I let them borrow my courage for a moment to get past this in a way that really strengthens them that they can learn from. And I I try to understand how to come alongside of them in a creative way where they don't feel dependent on me and they don't feel coddled, but instead they feel strong, even if it's my courage they're borrowing. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. Yeah. And I will spend a lot of time working out how to do that from a place that's very authentic for me and that I think will be well received by them. So yeah. good. So it's a good. riddle. <laughs> so then, is your dog named Jackie? I'm kidding. Is, uh, <laughs> is, no. uh, what do you think then people misunderstand the most about Terry? Well, it's interesting because uh, I once went to, and I, I don't know how people feel about this, but once upon a time, my mom and I, uh, for a girl's day, went to a psychic reader. And the psychic said to me, people often think that you have an agenda because you come across so confidently and so strong. (laughs) And the funny thing is you don't, you are 100% transparent and authentic. And I, I would say that I have run into that. And particularly with women in, when I was inside of companies as an external coach, it's not an issue, but when you're inside Mm. um, an organization in an executive capacity, and there's other women around the same rank as you, they would read into my behavior and think I was gunning for something. I remember one woman say, I know you're just trying to get the CEO role. This is when I was at the electrical um, contracting company as the CLO, where I I was only going to be there for a certain amount of time. I'm thinking, no, I have no design to be a CEO of an electrical contracting company. I'm here to do the learning and organizational development. So I think sometimes people read into things I'm doing and they can't believe it would be as transparent as it is. So they assign stories and that hurts very badly. And you can't defend the negative. Like I can't defend that it's not there. So it's, that's sad. And it's, and it's the truth. And and like being a female in, in a position like that, it can come across as cocky, you know, as somebody that is trying to, Overprove themselves sometimes, but they just yeah. uh, just take a minute and have a coffee with me and relax. You know, I mean, absolutely, you, you absolutely. Know? And the right. stories people can concoct, yeah, would rather I should say concoct than have that coffee. Right. 
Right. Um, it, it's kind of mind blowing. It's been years since I've been in that position. I would sure. say it's, it's been about 10 or 12 years, but right. you know, the memories of those, those are difficult. Sure. Those are difficult moments. And yeah. to any woman who's listening, sure. I, you know, I empathize with you. Be strong. Hang in there. <laughs> so Terry, what is your definition of a life well lived? Mm. A life well lived would be overcoming the fear barriers that, you know, you've constructed in your own mind. Uh, and that might cause you to do avoidant behaviors or coping mechanisms that are completely unnecessary. I think, and I'm still learning this step 52. I, I can't say I'm an expert, Scott, at any of this, but right. I honestly think self-care and taking the time to pursue joy. Because for me, I love the work I do and I battle workaholic tendencies. And the reason I've been talking about fear so much is I believe those are rooted in fear. Absolutely. Um, and I I think taking this time to figure out what brings me joy and to pursue it and to take care of my health um, so that I can enjoy retirement and I can enjoy time with family and friends. I think that's a life well lived. Love that. I love it. You can't ask for more. No. I love it. Love it. Love it. Time to shine today. Podcast Varsity Squad. We are back with a good friend, Terry, here. And Terry, you and I will probably one day talk 15 to 20 minutes in each one of these questions, but you have five seconds with absolutely zero, zero explanations. You ready? Real rapid fire. Here we go. Let's level up. What is the best leveling up advice Terry's ever received? Um, Balance your counselor skills with your creativity skills. Invest in your creativity. Love it. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Um, Meditation and offering the, allowing the divine to guide me. Love it. Love it. Outside Okay, so if you see me walking down the street and you're like, man, Fergie looks like he's in his doldrums just a little bit. Other than is this a lousy job, or a lousy job, or is it just me? What other book might you hand me to level me up? Oh, the Surrender Experiment by Michael A. Singer. You are the first person to say it, but I've read it. You're the first, <sighs> first person I've ever said. Love, love, love it. So yes. what's your most commonly used emoji when you text? Um, the smiling, the, the laughing face, but it's a subdued laugh because I tried to actually use the emoji that I'm actually doing right now. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I'm very grow- analytical with my emojis. <laughs> <laughs> Nicknames growing up? Um, Riri and Toad. <laughs> wow. Okay. Love that. We'll, we'll, we'll maybe circle back to that one, but, uh, chess checkers or Monopoly? Oh, oh, checkers. Okay, me too, actually. <laughs> okay, what's your go-to ice cream flavor? Chocolate. Love it. So there's a sandwich named that Terry Jackie. What's on that sandwich? Ooh, avocado, red onion, mayonnaise, uh, tuna. And I'll be handing you a breath mint. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Excellent. <laughs> so if you, could, if you could get in a time machine for one day and you, you come back to present day after one day, but you could go any time in the future or any time in the past. Which which way would you go? I would go back to the birth of my daughter. Thank you. That's fantastic mm-hmm. you said that. So is there any ch- favorite charity and organization you like to give your time or money to? Uh, two of them. One is the Happily Ever After No Kill Animal Shelter here in Green Thank Bay. You. My Thank husband you. and I are huge supporters. Yes. Um, and the second one is the Joseph Project, which nice. um, is... Senator Ron Johnson's office put it together, and basically it's helping people who would otherwise be considered unemployable gain Mm. the skills necessary to gain employment. And so we work in partnership with homeless shelters and churches, et cetera, and 
uh, at local employers Love to, it. to set and it all up and give them the skills and get them in there. That's a, that's so, so big hearted. And like, you gotta, I gotta introduce you to my friend, Billy Groom. She was my last, uh, she wrote the book, Rescue Dogs, a Misunderstood Breed. And she's huge oh. on no killer, but she teaches CBT, cognitive behavior, behavior therapy for dogs. It's awesome. So she's my last podcast mm-hmm. drop. So we'll definitely make that introduction. Please. So, last question. Okay. What is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? And you better say what I think you're going to say. 80s. There you go. Because <laughs> yeah, you're only All a couple years older than me. Big hair, don't care. I graduated yeah. in 90. What were you, like 87? 88. 88. Okay. So, you yeah. know, there's the invasions from U2 and Duran Duran, but you also had our big hair, don't care, big glam bands and rock and parachute metal pants and... did you wear parachute pants i did i did yes. sure and did you tie bandanas right above your knee I, or right, the right above knee? my knee absolutely i had my concert t-shirts even though it was a yes. big rock i still wore my <laughs> concert jerseys sorry you know yes. uh, those are awesome so miss terry how can we find you you can find me either on linkedin terry okay. jackie and jackie is spelled j-a-c-k-e sounds like two first names um and or you can find me on inspired training dot net would be my awesome. company's site and there's a contact page there excellent and also squad we're going to do a book giveaway where time to shine today is going to purchase the book and hopefully my good friend terry will uh john hancock it sign it and get it out to you personally to the first person who puts in uh inspire me inspire me put that in any comments on linkedin Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, because we're going to put Terry everywhere. If you, the first one that puts Inspire Me, we will send out a free book uh, to you. And Terry, can you do me one last solid and leave us with a one last knowledge nugget we can take with us, internalize, and take action on? I would think the last nugget I would want for everyone to take would be um, be intentional about developing your character. I think it was oh. Peter Schutz who said, "Higher character, train skill." Um, take take that seriously. Invest with intentionality in the development of your mental and moral qualities. In, in squad, we literally had a, another free masterclass from Terry, Jackie. And like she, I just believe that she's someone that does it for the intention and not the attention. And I just she's absolutely out there. She fell in love with organizational development and training, which really perfectly parlayed her into coaching. She you know, she wants you to believe in your ability. And there, there's a way to get there faster than what you are. Just remember squat inch by inch. It's a cinch by the yard. It's hard. Terry will take you through that. She's going to help you get the ugly out of the way early, but then really help you just optimize is and level up, you know, and if you're starting to work with a coach, which hopefully it's Terry, but if you're working with a coach, you know, ask them, what potential do you see in me? Where do you see me when, and if I go through your program? You know, she wants you to remember to be a mirror for the positive. And she wants you to really listen to your mentors and take action on what they're telling you. She, It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to have the fear. But like my good friend Leah Woodford would say, get your asking gear, ask questions, and be able to blast through that fear, you know, to find the safety, you know, have your boundaries, but then stretch that comfort zone. You know, Terry is somebody that I really believe is planting trees she'll never sit in the shade of. She's paying it forward. She's always giving, giving, giving. She's sliding across home plate, bumped and bruised, but she's somebody that inspired others. And she will be better. The person, every person she meets is better off knowing that she came in contact with my good friend Terry, you know? And basically, 
be again, be intentional to develop your character because character really is seen when people aren't looking as well. <laughs> and you want to really have that scene. And, and Terry, you know, she levels up her health. She levels up her wealth. She's earned her varsity squad letter. So tell your hubby, you got a varsity letter here. Aww, I, I will. You know, she, <laughs> I just absolutely love your guts. And I can't wait to collaborate with you on something in the future. I know we're going to figure something out. So thank you so much for coming on, Terry. Thank you so much, Scott. It was great to be here. You bet. Mwah. Love your guts. I'll talk to you yep. soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, Real Estate Excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.